Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. We have some special dads that we want to invite to the stage today. So this is going to be our panel. So before you see them in real life, these guys may look familiar. Do you think you know who those guys are? I don't know. Let's see. So um, Pastor Derek, would you join us on stage? Justin Knight, would you join us on stage? Braxton Bamber, would you join us? And Zach Murray, would you join us? Okay, guys, go ahead and have a seat. These faces probably look a little familiar. More these than those, okay? (laughs) These faces probably look a little familiar. But in case you don't know them real well, we're going to get to know them a little better. All right, so here's what's going to happen. I am going to give you guys a real short this or that word, and you have to pick one that describes you the best, okay? That's what's going to help us get to know you. So we'll start out easy, all right? Are you more of an early bird or a night owl? Early. 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 It depends on what I'm doing the next day. (laughs) Let's be honest. Is it worth getting up for? Is it worth getting up for? Yes. Okay, Zach, early bird night out. Early. Oh, lots of early guys. Okay. All right. Comedy movie, action movie. Depends who's in it. (laughs) I got to say action. Action. Comedy. Action. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Here we go, guys. For dad shoes, what are you more likely to wear? You have to choose one of these. Boots are not an option. Tennis shoes, not an option. Okay. For dad shoes, are you more likely to wear sandals or Crocs? Crocs. So where the, the holes are where the dignity leaks out. Not if you're Jan's dad because he wears socks with his. Oh. Just like the teenagers do now. Okay, if you have to wear one, guys, what's it going to be, sandals or Crocs? I've never won either one of those, but Uh, flip-flops is what I would have to say. Okay, okay. Whatever's going to cover up my toes. Yes. Crocs. Toes should not be naked. Ugly. (laughs) Toes are ugly. ugly toes. Men's toes especially. They're ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't want to show off that hair. No, no. Hairy toes. So, guys, just as a reminder... This is why your wives need pedicures, okay? Don't Harry complain toes? about that bill. <laughs> if it's hairy toes or pedicures, come on, guys. <laughs> Spend the money. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I've never had a pedicure? I've never had I actually have had a pedicure. I've, I've had two. In India, I had a pedicure. You know what? I had one in Albuquerque one day, too. With my best friend, Jason. I t- he took me for a pedicure. It was a really weird experience. That's all we're going to say about that. What about you, Zach? Have you? I would be a sandals with socks kind of guy. Yeah. After your pedicure or before? Before and after. Before socks and after. all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. As a superpower, which do you choose? To be invisible or to teleport? Oh, teleport. Teleport. I'd have to agree, yeah. I'd go with invisible. I think you could pull off some pretty good pranks. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Now we know who the jokester is. (laughs) Would you rather grill out or eat out? Grill out. Grill out? Grill for me. Yeah. 
I'm the one that has to do all the grilling, so <laughs> eat out. Smart, smart. Eat out, yeah. Eat out, okay. All right. What are you more likely to be drinking, Coke or coffee? Coffee. 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 All right. Okay. Well, guys, we're in for a treat today. We get to hear from not just one, but all of these guys. And so um, let me pray, and then we'll get started. Father God, um, open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you want to speak to each of us individually today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Would you give it up for all the dads in the room today? And all the moms that put up with them. Come on, everybody. Fathers, this is your day. Yeah, that's your chance. Guys, I want us to have a lot of fun today. How many of you have had a good time already? Listen, I believe we can come to church and have a great time. Doesn't matter what we're doing. We can share food together in a meal. We can hang out, joke, have fun. Church is a place we ought to be able to express ourselves, have a great time, join with our family. Right? This is family. What do you do at family events? You eat right? You eat. So we often like to eat around here and, and uh, it's a joy to have you all here this morning. Thank you. Those of you that are visiting with us, they're guests today. We, we really appreciate you being here as well. And, and so thanks for coming. I know you could do a lot of stuff today. Uh, I was at the lake yesterday, got way sunburned and, uh, but I still made it to church. Isn't that interesting? You can go to the lake and still make it to church. You really can. So thanks for being here. Guys, today I want to talk about uh, with these gentlemen, I've invited them all um, to be a part of kind of a discussion. We're going to, I'm going to kind of guide the conversation. We're going to kick it around the table and you're going to kind of overhear that conversation. But, but I want, I want to, I want to just really put a spotlight on something today because as, as reading through the scriptures, I, I get, I noticed some things. And one of those things where it's Father's Day, we're going to celebrate dads. How many of you think we ought to celebrate dads today? Yeah, there's, there's, I don't know if you know this, there's a movement to stop that because dads shouldn't be celebrated. No, they should be celebrated. Good fathers should be, ce- come on everybody. They should be celebrated and we need to be doing that. And so we're going to, we're going to do, well, it's not, it's, you know, everybody doesn't have the same, not everybody had a good father. Well, let's celebrate the good fathers. Come on. Yeah. You, you often get what you, you, you know, you need to, you need to talk about what you want to repeat. Come on, everyone. And I think we ought to, I think we ought to talk about it. Um, every one of us has this in common. We all have a dad. We've all, we were all fathered by somebody, right? Whether he's in your life or not in your life, did a good job, didn't do a good job. We're all fathered by somebody, including Jesus, right, everyone? Including Jesus, he had an earthly father. But his heavenly father, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the relationship that they have. We're going to talk about the relationship that they had while Jesus was on the earth. I want to spotlight one little passage of scripture in Luke chapter 3 is what we're going to talk about. But I wanted to to bring these gentlemen on the platform with me and just encourage them to be part of this conversation. And I just want to kick this around. Whoever, doesn't matter who goes first, I'm going to throw it out there. But share a fond memory of something between you and your dad, or you and your family growing up? Somebody just share something. I'll go first. Yeah, go for it, Justin. One of, you know, we, we're a family much like yours. We like to hunt. Yeah. Okay? So one of the most memorable times that I had was my dad took me on a, our first deer hunt. Yeah. Got to camp, set up the tents. It started raining. 
Uh-huh. And about midnight, there was the biggest commotion you could ever hear, and the other tent had collapsed with eight inches of snow. Oh, so no. I will never forget that experience. Yeah. So. Yep. How many of you have had experiences kind of like that, crazy events with your dad? Yeah. Who else? All right. Well, um, I have a lot of memories of getting up really early with dad, and it, whether it was going out to build fence or work cows, I remember him making peanut butter and jelly sandwich or uh, some kind of rolled up bean and cheese burrito. Oh, yeah. Passing out in the truck while he's, you know, going to the next county over or whatever. But one night in particular stands out. We kind of dubbed it the spaghetti night. And at the time, it wasn't a good night. It was a long day. Dad had just made spaghetti. I don't know if he put too much butter on it or what, what the deal was. <laughs> but I go over there to the stove, and I'm putting it on my plate. And I walk over to the microwave, or I did something, over to the other side of the kitchen. And all I do is stop. And that spaghetti just... Oh, right off. All over. Oh. And Dad gets a little upset, you know, but he's still pretty patient. And so I go get some more and get it all on my plate loaded up. And all I did was turn. And there he goes, again, oh. all over. This time he's getting pretty upset. Well, I did it a third time. I, oh, this at the table. I get clear of the table and stop, and there it goes again. Dad's losing his mind. Well, Dad goes get his plate. He gets his spaghetti loaded up and walks over the table and <laughs> all over. A few choice words were said. I think a, a little uh, step stool was thrown against the floor. I mean, it, it was a little ugly. <laughs> Slick spaghetti. Uh, so some memories with my dad probably were uh, we spent a lot of time at auctions together and traveling to and from. Yeah. And then uh, working on rent houses. And I was uh, pretty good at probably moving tools around and, uh, you know, where he'd have to go look for them when yeah. I was younger. Yeah, so, it's a scavenger you know, hunt with yeah, tools. Yeah, you know, typical kid stuff. I'm there to help, but I'm going to make the job two times harder. So. Yeah, I never did that. No. no, I always put the tools back in the toolbox. It's a sin to lie. It is a sin to lie. More than that, if you have kids, they will do what you did. So we're still looking for tools, Dad. I just want you to know. Just want you to know. Guys, if you haven't met Braxton Bammer, this is Braxton, his wife, Jana. Jana, where you at? There you go. And they have adorable little kids. And uh, they have recently become a part of our church and live over at San Hone. Braxton is a state police officer here in town or for this area, in this area. And anyhow, so we welcome the, those guys to our church. Give them a hand, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Hey, well, thank you for the, for the job that you do as well. Absolutely. Oh, I appreciate it. No question. It's a tough, that's a tough road right now in, in this world we live in. And thank you so much. All these guys have our support. How many of you know that? And, uh, yeah, every chance we get, we need to tell them. Every chance. Well, guys, I want to I highlight a passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 3 that we're, we're going to talk about today. And it's, it's, it, it could seem insignificant to you if you're just reading the scriptures. How many of you know we have four accounts of the life of Jesus? We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the four gospels. It's the life of Christ written from four unique perspectives. But I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but it's a little bit a case study on a relationship between a father and a son. We have within that those four gospel accounts, the life of Jesus told from four different people about Jesus and his father. 
And in Luke chapter 3, there's a unique place in chapter 3, and it's verse 22 and 23, is where Jesus is being baptized. And it says this. It says, it says when, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was being baptized too. I think it's interesting that other people were, were having a relationship begin with God, that, and they had come to that moment where they wanted to tell the world that, hey, I'm going to identify as a follower of God, so they're being baptized, and Jesus, Jesus is like, yep, I'm in there with you. I'm going to be baptized as well, and, and it says, as, as he was, and as he was praying, heaven open. Verse 22, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. And it said, I want you to realize this, this voice from heaven didn't, it wasn't like Jesus heard from God and no one else did, right? The whole world heard from the heavens, God the Father say, he said this, he said, he said, you are my son whom I love with you, I am well pleased. You're my son whom I'm well pleased. From the heaven, the, all of, I would have loved to have been in the crowd. How cool would that have been? You hear this audible voice from the clouds. You don't even know where it's coming from. But all of a sudden, Jesus steps in, and the, the heavens open up, literally, and God the Father speaks. I just think it's amazing. It's an amazing passage of Scripture. And, and in that moment, this would begin, in that moment, his, his ministry life would begin. Jesus is 30 years old. He's, he's about to start that, that time of ministry and, and God makes this proclamation and the father speaks here and he speaks, I want you to notice, he speaks three things that every son or daughter, that's all of us, every son or daughter needs to hear from their dad. So if you're here this morning and you're a dad, okay, you got some stuff to take home with you. If you're here this morning and you have a dad, right? That's all of us. We have some things within this passage that we can really receive from today and know that we can do a better job at because what we receive from our Father, we do other, other places, right? Jesus said often, well, I do what my, I see my Father doing, right? And so the first thing he says is, he says he makes this proclamation of love for his Son. How many of you know we, we love our kids? We love our kids. We love our dads. We love our dads. I didn't share a story. My dad... My, my dad's here. Many of you know my dad. My, my grandpa's here today. Give him a hand, everybody. My granddad's here. Love you, grandpa. One thing that I've always really appreciated about my dad is my dad's willingness to tell me that he loves me, right? And that is so important. And, and really, it's for a lot of guys, it's awkward. Yeah. Why, why, why is it awkward, guys? Why is it awkward? Society's kind of made it that way, I think. Yeah. At times. I think so. It wasn't heard in my house. Dad it didn't. It wasn't heard. No, he didn't tell me growing up. It wasn't until much later, I think maybe when I was either leaving for the military or coming back. Yeah. He, was, he was a lot different, but yeah, growing yeah. up wasn't, wasn't said. Yeah, how, many, how many of you would say, really, I love you wasn't very communicated. It wasn't communicated verbally in my house. Raise your hand. Yeah, a lot of you. A lot of you. Check it out. That it just wasn't verbally communicated. Here we see from the heavens, God is saying, this is my son. There's a, there's a proclamation, right? There's a, a, a big moment. And I believe one of the things that he's saying is, I love you, right? I love you. And so you're my, you're my son. That speaks of identity. Identity is a big deal. 
Who knows that? Identity is a huge deal. So many people are without a good father growing up. In the world we live in, we know that this is, a, by and large, a, a society, a culture of fatherless people, right? And in that, I, I, think, we've, I think we've got to make some adjustments. I, I, I want us to proclaim boldly how, how important it is for dads to be a part of their kids' lives, Amen. right? Such a part of their lives. But in, in that, I, I think what Jesus sees, what we receive from this passage is, is this identity piece. Who am I? God the Father says, this is my son. How important is that? I know I am George Owen's son, right? I am Steve Owen's grandson. That's a big deal to me. And, and I'll just tell you guys, most grandparents do a better, part of, better job at this than parents do. Right? That's my boy. That's my kid. That's my grandson or my granddaughter. Right? Th- those things. It's such a big, big deal. And I think we need to celebrate our children. I think we need to celebrate it. How, how does that look? What does that look like in your homes, um, the celebration of those people in your house? What, what's that look like to you guys? Um, for our little ones, we usually make sure we make their birthday a big deal mm-hmm. at their age and show them that we love them and try to do like a theme, whatever theme that they pick, Frozen or Captain America, Woo! Uh, whatever they like to do, we try to do it on their birthday and throughout the yeah. year for them. Yeah, it's good. You know, I don't do too good at this area, but my wife, on the other hand, is a rock star. Mm. She knows how to put together a birthday. She'll get every kind of decoration you can think of. She's real creative. She invites all the right people. I mean, she just makes it huge. <laughs> and uh, she does a great job at it. That's good. You know, each child's a little bit different. You know, we all have our own personalities. We all have our different love languages that we mm-hmm. accept and receive and give love. Um, but, you know, one thing that Cheryl and I have done with our kids is the support that we've given them, you know, I can count on one hand the number of games that we've missed. Yeah. They were playing all sports. Yeah. You know, um, so I feel like we've really done a good job in supporting them in that way. And we, we do try to verbalize them, you know, say I love you. We've got one son that is, doesn't like to be touched much. Yeah. The other one is a little, he likes it a little bit more. So, you know, you give him hugs, you, you affirm them. You know. Definitely. But I would like to say on that note, you're talking about how they want, to, your, your children want to be like you. Yes. You know, and I remember... Uh, specifically, we have some uh, photos that we've been going through, and, and I've got a photo of, of Kyle when he was four, and he is dressed to the T exactly like I am. <laughs> sunglasses, ball cap, same color shirt, everything. Yeah. But they, they're mimicking you. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. They want to be like you. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, that's a good thing. It's intimidating, isn't it? Can be good. And then you look <laughs> back and you think, I kind of failed that one. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think kids often replicate their parents and really try to identify that way. Um, I, I had a great, great upbringing, an incredible relationship with my dad even still. And I think that, uh, I think in identifying those things that, you know what, I want to take the very best that I see, right, and follow after that. You know, I, I want to I do what my dad's doing. Many of you, and we all, we all have things that we see in fathers that we're like, man, 
I wish it was a little different. How many of you know that, right? And, and we make some course correction in those things. And none of us are perfect. I'm certainly not a perfect dad. Um, today is actually an important day in our house because 17 years ago today, I became a dad. Today's Amber's birthday. Oh, cool. Happy and birthday. Happy Amber. birthday. Happy Amber. birthday. Love you, sweetheart. And it was a Sunday morning. It was Father's Day 17 years ago. She was, she was born not on the morning. She was born in the evening. But we went to the, do- we went to the hospital at 4 a.m. And she was born about 5.30 that p.m. that night. And that was a long, long day. But I'll never forget that day. And I have sons and a daughter. And, and I'll tell you, there are things that I see in Amber that aren't like her mom that are like me. And then there are things that I see in the boys that are like Gail that aren't like me. But there's a, there's a lot that I see in her and the boys that are like me. And I know what you're saying, Justin. It's, it's, they pick those things up, right? And they, they, they really show them. They really do. Um, may, maybe more with our sons than our daughters. But I tell you, there, there are some characteristics. There are some fiery things in Amber. <laughs> That, that are a lot like her mom. Let's just say that right there. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yeah, is, go for it, Zach. Or Justin, is there some stuff that you guys said when you're younger, like my age, that said, oh, I'm never going to do that like my dad did or something, but now you catch yourself doing it. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. I can't think specifically, but I know there's been times where Cheryl and I have talked about like, oh, that's exactly what I heard, and I said I was never going to do Zach, our dads are in the room. We can't really. We gotta be careful there, Zach. We gotta be honest. We're in church. <laughs> but we're having we're having lunch with them later. <laughs> and I hope they're buying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, we've talked about affection. That's another thing. Jesus hears from his father. You know this proclamation of love, but it's affection and it's outwardly spoken. We talked about how that many of us didn't have an outward expression of love shared. But a lot of times dads have this idea, I don't need to say it, I'll just show it. The problem is, guys, is a lot of times what we hear as kids isn't, I love you. Because we're not able to put two and two together. You might be working hard, spending a lot of time and effort and energy in your career, right? So hours away from home, but we don't accept it as hours away from home. Right? We don't see that. My dad, I love my dad. My dad was a hard worker. I talked to these guys about, you know, some of the things that we get from our dads. My dad did a lot like you were talking about, Justin. He took off and went to so many games. I remember that red conversion van that my parents drove through high school. It was always full of people at every sporting event that I was in. Right? Everything that we did, me and my sister, they were there. But I do remember a lot of nights where my dad was in at home because he was at work. And, and my dad worked really hard and still works really hard. And, and I just tell you, I'm so thankful. Thank you, Dad, for working really hard. But I, I also would have loved more nights at home, right, with my dad. Now, my dad was trying his very best, and he did his best. And I'm so thankful for that. But we learn, right? And we're like, what can we do for our kids? Can I tell you something? A lot of people say, if it was good enough for me, it's good enough for them. Can I tell you, don't say that again. Can we try to improve? Can we try to be better than before? Can we try to give our kids what we wish we would have had to, right? I think that's a goal for all of us. 
I think it's a goal for every parent. This is Father's Day, but every single parent, and I believe every relationship that we're in, I think we ought to make it better than we received it, right? Jesus here receives this loving affection from his father, and he needed to hear it. Let me tell you something, guys. We need to hear from our dads that they love us. Fathers, your kids need to hear, right? Your wives need to hear. But can I tell you something? We need to hear that. We have to hear it from our Heavenly Father. And if you're not hearing I love you from Him, it's because you're not listening. You're not listening. I want you to see that your Father proclaims over you what He proclaimed over Jesus at that baptism. He loves you. You are His son, His daughter. And in you, He is well pleased. Well pleased. Now the problem with that is, Sometimes we feel like we've done some things wrong or haven't done enough right to be pleased by our Father. Because often it is a performance thing instead of a loving acceptance from a father to a child. I'm going to tell a quick story here. I've I've told this story uh, before, but I had... I want to talk to you for a second about how the... We're spotlighting dads, no question today. But in our, in our relationship with people, you may be here and you're like, I'm not a dad. I'm never going to be a dad. Yeah, but you can be a spiritual parent to a lot more people, right? You can be a parent. You can step in and do things. I had a, I had a high school football coach that when I was in the seventh grade, his name's Bobby Crane. And in the seventh grade, my mind was everywhere except my schoolwork, Okay. So in the seventh grade, the second semester, I came home with four F's on my report card. Four F's. Well, I'd have a 2.0. That's pretty low to, to be able to play sports the next semester. So I got an invitation to summer school, right? And so I, instead of hanging out at the pool, I got to go to class during the summer. And, and I remember the next year, Coach Bobby Crane, he came on every Thursday. He, he left the high school. He came and he pulled me out of class. And the first time he pulled me out of class, he took me to the counselor's office and he set me down and he said, he called me son. He said, son, let me tell you something. He said, I believe in you. And I see something in you that you don't see in you. And he said, so here's the thing. Every Thursday, I'm going to check out of school. I'm going to come over here to the middle school. I'm going to take you around to every teacher that you have and we're going to get a progress report on your grades. Like... (laughs) Let's not, right? <laughs> and then out of a briefcase, and he, he carried a big hard-sided briefcase, and he opens this briefcase, and he gets this, this, this big certificate out. And he said, and son, let me, just, let me just tell you something. I want to invite you to play in a very special football game. For a seventh grader to hear from the high school football coach that he was inviting me to be part of the starting squad my senior year of high school, for Portales High School to play Artesia High School. And he hands me an invitation, and he said, Son, I want, you to, I want you to start for me your senior year against Artesia High School. That game will be played at Greyhound Stadium, and I want you to be a captain on the team. I was a seventh grader that was failing out of school. And my high school football coach poured into me in that moment 
something so powerful. Can I tell you something, guys? Listen, we can be an outward expression to other people in our lives so powerful. We don't have to be their dad. We don't have to be, we can be anybody in their life and pay some attention and love and affection to them to the point where it opens their eyes and their mind and their heart to do something more than they could have ever done by themselves, right? And I'll never forget every Thursday, Coach Crane showing up. Some weeks I was happy. Some weeks I wasn't. Some weeks he was happy. Other weeks he wasn't. But that's affection. That's affirmation, right? This is my son. Coach Crane would introduce me to all the teachers. They knew my name. He'd say, this is, this is a captain of my football team his senior year. Changed my life. Changed my life. Now, that's a, for some of you, that's a corny exp, uh, explanation. Can I tell you something? I was captain of his football team my senior year. Okay? I didn't have to go to summer school after that. Because Coach Crane did something. Now, my parents were trying their best. They were doing everything they could to teach me the same things. But the affirmation coming from a person like that, that I valued to that point, it was so vitally important to me. Guys, we can be those people to people in our lives. Right? So who, who are you pouring into? Who are you showing that affirmation? Who are you telling that you love them? Coach Crane told me you love me all the time. Love you, son. That's why I'm here. It's Thursday. Let's go talk, right? And he, gave, he grabbed me by the shoulder, put his arm around my neck, walking down the hall. He studied in playbooks. No, no sir, I'm trying to study English. <laughs> Working really hard right now. Okay, we'll get there, right? And where would we be without those people? Where would we be? Where would we be? And he talked, another thing in scripture here, it's about identity. Where would we be about the identity that comes to surface in all of us because of those moments, because of those people? So where is an identity? This is not, I didn't, these guys don't have this question, so I'm throwing, a, throwing it at them. What are, what are some things about that identity? You've mentioned already that, that the boys becoming like Justin, right? Becoming like, how about in you guys? You guys see this. Right in your kids and your household, what have been some what have been some things that you've noticed your kids emulating about you and your spouse? It's not just about us; it's about them as well. Well, Jana loves her ducks and chickens, mm. and Jackson loves those ducks and chickens. She'll, he'll chase them around the yard, the pen, want to pick them up and hold them real tight. How old's Jackson? He's three and before in August. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the older ones. <laughs> they, they, they see me running and staying in shape, so they're naturally, they're, they're got a big old heart, and they just get after it and give it their all, and they, they got that for me. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's good. Zach? Um, some things that my kids have picked up on probably were uh, they, they wave when we're in the vehicle. They'll wave to people out in our neck of the woods just because I usually wave to them. And uh, some other words and phrases, like we, when we leave the house, we'll usually be like, all right, let's roll, Murray's. And so now they'll say it before we say yeah. it. Yeah, let's roll. So kind of some phrases like that that they've picked up on awesome. from us. And the other one would probably be, uh, I like to eat hamburgers for lunch a lot of times. And my daughter will tell mom, okay, dad wants a hamburger and I want one too. So <laughs> yeah, bring me lunch. <laughs> So I'm going to go a little the other way. <clears throat> they don't always pick up the positive. Yes. 
in, in fact, we were having this discussion a little bit on the way here today. You know, I have great <laughs> boys. They've, they've done great things. They're just yeah. they're awesome kids. But Cheryl and I have, have probably um, led by example, example negatively that we tend to procrastinate a little bit. Mm. And we've noticed that our kids have picked that up a little mm. as well. So, you know, they do, they're watching everything. Everything. How I many of you know they, they literally, it's, they'll take it to another level. Everything you do goes up a notch or down, however, whatever the perspective. Yes, for sure. I, th- I think that one thing I want us to, to, to go away from this morning thinking is, is how we were, we were born into a physical family, right? But we're chosen by a father, right? We're born into the family of our heritage, of our upbringing, of the the offspring of our parents. We're born into that household, but we're chosen and adopted by our Heavenly Father. He has literally brought us in, chosen us. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, He died for us. Like we were against Him. Are you with me? And He's for us. I think that's an expression of what true love looks like. It's not that performance-based love. It's, it's true love. It's, it's whatever you choose, just understand, I'm going to be consistent in your life. Unconditional. Unconditional, yeah. Unconditional. God has a plan. He's always had a plan for you. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but you've always been part of the plan of God. Like, God didn't come to one day think of, oh, Zach. Zach should be born. No, God always had it in plan for Zach to be born. Zach, he always had it in plan for Zach to have the children that Zach has. And God has always had the plan for you and I to be his sons and daughters. From the foundation of everything. God's always existed. He will always exist. This earth that we're living on, there was a time where God spoke it into existence. God existed far beyond this earth. Yet he had us in mind. There was a plan and purpose for our lives. And living out that expression of his love to the world through us, that's just an extenuation of his love from, from himself to the world. And we all Desperately want that. So we need to hear I love you from our fathers, right? We want to tell our kids that we love them, but we desperately need to hear it from our Heavenly Father. And I want you to hear that today. God loves you. He lo- you're here because of his love. You're like, nope, she brought me. No, you're here because of his love, right? You're totally here because of that. Can I say something? You absolutely can. So he also knows when we fall down. I'll fell down pretty hard over and over again, even when I got, like I said, back in 2010, still had my fall downs, mm-hmm. but he was there waiting for me, welcoming me, expecting me, ready to throw that party when I came back home, or never too far from him. He's, he's so, so good. That's right. And he never gives up. His love is so unrelentless. Yes. You know, and that's, that's like a father's love as well to our kids. Mm-hmm. They, they can mess up, but we still love them. No you doubt. Know, we love them with that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. We forgive them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they're frustrating to us. I'm sure we frustrate the father. Right? 
Can you imagine? There's some days he's just like, mm, okay, here we go again. Right? But the love never stops. Right? The forward progression of his heart for us never ends. Zach, do you have something? You don't have to. Okay, cool. There, so there's, not, there's nothing like hearing from our dad. There's nothing he- like hearing good job from your dad, right? I-, I think this is one thing that I just love about that passage of scripture. From, from the heavens, Jesus is, he comes up out of the water and, and God's like, woo! Yeah. Right? That's how I visualize it, right? God's standing up. He's like, yeah, it's my boy, right? Tells the world. That's awesome. That is an incredible moment, right? That truth from that father to his son. The father does that for us. He does it for us all the time. And we need to realize the connection that we have with him. You have a heavenly father that is literally cheering from the heavens for you. Regardless of what you've done or haven't done. He is so fired up about that. And and by the way, every child has has this in their heart. Affirm me, dad. We're all looking for the affirmation that comes from our fathers, our mothers, right? But our heavenly father, we need the affirmation from him. A lot of people think God's mad at them. God's not mad at them. Listen, there's plenty of reasons for God to be mad at me, okay? But he loves me. But he loves me, and love will go further than any of the things that I've done that he would be mad about, right? Love is, love is Love is what? Love, love exists. Love never ends. Love goes on and on and on. And I wrote down here some, some stories for us all to share some, some story or a story or two about things that kids have done that we lo- and we loved them through it. Uh, a while back, Dylan and Creed rolled the razor. And um, instead of telling us about it, they documented it on Instagram. Creed has a YouTube channel. Sometimes we find out about things on YouTube. Not dad tube. Come on, buddy. Right? What are some things in your house, guys, that, that you've, you've seen like that? Like, you, you, you just, because you love them, they're still alive. But both of my boys have, have damaged themes of vehicles. Vehicles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the house, the tractor equipment, both of them have done that. And we are, we are, I asked them a little bit about it this morning, and <laughs> neither one of them got what they should have got, <laughs> but they, we, we love them through. Yes. Um, so, so for uh, us, my daughter, I got left in charge of her, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. Depending. Last week, right? I can't. Well, yeah, last week I had them for uh, four days, and Whew. my mom helped out with that. But uh, anyways, one time I was watching her, and she uh, had a Sharpie, and she come back all tattooed up with the Sharpie. Yeah. And so here I go. I got to tell mom that, uh, oh, by the way, this two hours that I had her, we now have to scrub Sharpie off for two hours. So <laughs> anyways, sometimes... Um, it's just as much the, our fault as it is theirs. We love them through it. <laughs> How many of you can identify with those things? Yep, for sure. I, I want to point something out here that I don't know if you've seen. In Luke 3, when Jesus is baptized, 
his father makes this proclamation, right? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. She did notice something. Jesus hadn't yet preached one message. He hadn't healed one person. Jesus hadn't had, he didn't have one disciple. Yet what did the father say to him? I'm pleased with you. It's not performance, guys. It's because my affirmation isn't based on performance. It's our relationship. Love isn't performance-based. It's relationship. And if we could teach that, if we could take fathers, right, and mold that into them, that it, it's not about what I did or didn't do. Because he's your heavenly father, he's proud of you, right? He, he, what you didn't do, he still want to cheer you on to get it done, but he's, he's proud. You're his. You were his. Before you were the devil's, you were his. Before you rejected God, you're his. He spoke you into existence. The Bible says that you were created in the innermost parts of your mother's womb, that God created you. And I want you to think about that. Before we were anything else, we were his. We were his. The adoption wasn't yet complete. Come on. And I see every single person who's not yet a child of God as a child that God is pursuing. God wants them to be his child so much that he's willing to go through the process over and over and over and over again to, to pursue their heart, to proclaim over them his love for them, to show them by various means, people in their life, circumstances, all these things that God loves, God's choosing them Listen, like a wayward orphan child who longs for adoption but yet hasn't been chosen yet, the Father chooses us. He chooses us. Jesus, the elder brother, got to pay for our mistakes, our sin, right? He stepped in. He paid the price for us to be sons and daughters, for us to be adopted into that family, the family of God. We get that opportunity. I want you to see something. Your righteousness is that of Jesus Christ. It's not yours. It's that of Christ Jesus. You are, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are in Christ. We've been talking about that for the last few weeks. You're now in right standing with him. It's not something you earn. It's not something you, re- it's, it's not something you earn at all. It's not something you, it's something you receive from the Father, right? And I know for some of you, Father's Day is difficult because it's hard to process because maybe you didn't have an earthly father that's worthy of a lot of celebration. Can I tell you something? You need to find some ways to celebrate them. You need to, you need to express to them feelings of love. Well, they didn't love us. He didn't tell us, listen, love isn't performance-based. Turn the same thing back around. It's relationship. What do you want out of them? What do you want from them? What do you want for them? If you can't do it from them, do it for them. Come on, everybody. Do it for them because they, they're, they're going to be in your life. And I, I, want, I want you to have the best relationship possible with your earthly father. But you know what? More importantly, it's your heavenly father. I, I think all of us would say this this morning. There's two things 
One is this. We could all be better dads. We all want to be better dads. If you're here in the room and you're like, oh, I'm as good as it gets. Well, write a book and I won't buy it because you're full of it. Okay? Secondly, we'll never be as good a father as we could be unless we're following him. We're leaving it on the field. I, I want to be the best dad I can be. I, I, I want to pour into those kids. I want to I be, and, and beyond just my own family, I want to I be a person like Coach Crane was for me. Right, where I have spiritual son and daughters, where I have relationships with other people that I just pour into. How, how many of you, you guys, it just, if you have a story, just jump in. But those people in your life that had a marked moment, there was something they did. Maybe it was just the consistency of their life. Would, would you guys say today that there were people in your life that they did that? That they did that? Go ahead. For sure. I had uh, this guy in the Navy. Uh, who called out greatness in me. He believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. I kind of grew up a little rough on my mom in the first half of my life and had some things negatively spoke over me, and I believed it. And uh, it took a long time, probably still walking that out, but this guy in particular, he called it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he believed in me more than anybody else would. And he wasn't really, I mean, he could, he's kind of a, a father figure, but he was a great friend. He loved Jesus, and he's just a great example for me. That's good. When, when I was in middle school, we decided we were going to show livestock. Yeah. Early middle school, junior high, seventh grade. So we, we met an individual. Our family didn't know anything about that. Met an individual, and, and he immediately picked, took me under his wing, take his own vehicle, his own gas. We'd go purchase animals across the state. Yep. He'd go to all the fairs that we were in. And he did that all the way through high school. You know, just a great example of somebody willing to pour into a non-relative individual. Yeah, so good. So good. I think we've all had those people in our lives that pour into us. Anything come to mind, Zach? No. No. It, there's, there's always those people, right? We can be for others. Guys, listen, an expression of love, acceptance, forward progress, affirmation, right? Identity. What are we calling out in people? One thing a leader is, one thing a leader has to do is see beyond where we currently are. If you can't do that, you're not a leader. Leaders see way down the road, okay? We have to see down the road. We got to call those things out. We got we, we to help prepare people around us to get to that point. And no doubt the Father was doing that from the heavens in that passage that we're, we're talking about this morning. This is my son in whom I'm well Please, Jesus is doing, he's doing what he sees the father doing. He invites us in to be part of that family. And I I don't know, listen, you may be here and you're like, I'm really not living for God. Can I tell you, there is nothing better in your whole life than giving your life to Jesus Christ, for allowing him to lead and guide your heart. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I would love to hear from a father that they're proud of me. Can I tell you something? Your heavenly father, is so proud of you, who you are. And again, not performance, not what you've done, but who you are. He loves. 
he loves. Can we pray together today? You enjoyed today? Yeah, it's been good. It's been different, right, everybody? Let's pray together. Lord God, we love you. We're so thankful for what you've done in our lives. You've, from the majority of the people in this room, God, we're already a part of the family. We've, we've accepted the adoption process as complete, and we're in your house. God, for many other people today, we're yet to receive from you what you've offered to us. I pray, God, by the power of your spirit, by the expression of love that you have through our lives to every life around us, that we would be men and women today that would accept the gift of salvation from our Father. Lord God, you love us so much. You say in your word that if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, accept you into our life, that we shall be saved, that our sins will be remembered no more, far as the east is from the west. And you'll love us. You care for us. God, we, we know you love us now. But the love from a father to a son or daughter is a different kind of love. So we thank you. Thank you for adopting us into our lives. I mean, adopting us into your family, God, allowing us to be part of you. And we celebrate today not only the family of God, but the expression of you as our Father proclaiming over us love, identity, affirmation, acceptance, a proclamation of a future. Send us now, God, into the world around us to be that loving expression to every human being. Thank you. Thank you for making us sons and daughters today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.